Radio Raheem. Oh Listen, man, goodness. you you said that your people have been fighting for 400 Come years. On, man. Your people you know, too. So I just want you to explain what you mean too. by that. You know what I'm talking about. Y'all all know what I'm talking about, man. Don't sit up here and try to bait and not know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what the fuck I talk about when I say these things. Your people too. Explain it. I, I not everybody knows what you're talking about. Radio Raheem. I don't have to explain what's understood, man. You know what I mean by that. You know what I say about that. I ain't got to go farther. And if nobody, if anybody don't understand that, then God be with them. Go look up the history. Go look up the history. Shit, ain't, don't everybody believe in Google? Go Google that shit. See what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about, man. You know what I dare you to sit up there and say, explain. You know what I'm talking about, man. His fighting people. You know we've been fighting 400 and still fighting to this day. To this day, to this day, you just sit here. You don't know what I'm talking about. Man, I'm out of here, bro. Let's go. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Welcome to the Let's Be Honest podcast. This is episode 18. I'm Frank Styles, and today we're going to be talking about a number of different things, but recently there was an incident in Guilford County Schools in Greensboro, North Carolina, where two white males were caught on social media, Snapchat, um, saying some very derogatory and racist things. Um, it was so bad, it was in the news last week that um, the news even refused to have you uh, play it on the air. So we wanted to talk to you today. I'm going to be joined by Miss Madame and Juan here in a few minutes in the studio, in the Styles Ball Studios. But we wanted to talk to you a little bit about this today and uh, let you guys take a listen. I want to warn our viewers that it is very, very explicit. And um, we're going to get Juan and Miss Madame's thoughts regarding this incident at Guilford County. And we're talking racism in school, racism in school. Uh, were these young men doing it on purpose? What was the purpose of doing it? Uh, what were they trying to accomplish by saying the things that they said via social media? But first, make sure you listen to this clip, and we'll be back in a few minutes. Well, I've come to the conclusion lately that uh, I just had an idea, man. What? Just, you know, all these fucking niggers, dude. They're all fucking annoying. I think we should just fucking lynch them all, man. Send them to the back of a motherfucking bus, put them bitches back in the fields, and teach them a fucking lesson. You know what's going They need to stop being niggers and listening to their god, Snoop Dogg, up there in the heavens, and their little Jesus thing, uh, XXX Stink, or whatever the fuck man, his name is. They'll be riding Tupac's dick harder than they ride Jesus' dick. They exactly, want to come exactly. out. Then they want to come out here and preach on us when they're just acting like a bunch of hood rat niggers. Exactly. They be out here fucking my wife, stealing my job, eating my food stamps. The motherfuckers be Listen, out here doing a lot we of do shit. not fuck with niggers. Niggers do not want no smoke. So come at me, niggers, because I will put you back on the field, you plow motherfucker. Slave yard having. Okay, I hope you guys got an opportunity to hear that clip. And this is Frank Styles. Welcome to the Let's Be Honest podcast, episode eighteen. 
I do have Juan and Madame here in the studio, Styles Ball Studios with us. Hope you guys are doing great. Hope you had a great week. Y'all all right? Pretty good. How you doing? Good, man. Good, 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 yeah. good, good. Um, if you guys don't remember, Madame was on our episode mm-hmm. of the uh, Let's Be Honest podcast where we talked about church hurt, and we wanted to bring her back today. And today, we got a couple of different mm-hmm. things we're going to be talking about, but one of the main topics is Recently here in Guilford County, um, in Greensboro, North Carolina, there was a video going around on social media last week, which made the news and it was all over um, some of the local uh, news outlets and a few of the the major outlets out there um, nationally as well, where two white students at Northwest Guilford uh, Guilford, uh, High School had made some rants. That was a clip that you guys just heard. Um, in school. So we're going to get into that. And we're just trying to understand, is this freedom of speech? Is this bullying? What is it? And um, we're going to, we want to, I want to get Juan and Madame's thoughts around that. But Juan, we wanted to get into a, a few updates. Um, I don't, you know, recently there was a big thing in Mississippi with uh, Republican uh, Cindy Hayde Smith. She uh, actually had one. Uh, Cindy Hyde, I'm sorry. Cindy Hyde Smith. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Republican Cindy Highsmith, she won the Mississippi uh, Senate runoff uh, amid some racial controversies that she actually had. And I wanted to get into that with you a little bit and um, find out. And I mean, I know you heard what she said initially. And what were your thoughts initially when when she made her comments? Um, I really didn't understand her whole point. I understand what she was saying, but I don't understand what she was saying. Mm-hmm. It came about was that she was trying to show that one of her supporters, that she was so fond of him that even if he invited her to a public hanging, that she would be on the front row. So mm-hmm. she was trying to show that because of his support and everything that he was doing for her, that he that she would go anywhere for him. Why do you use that expression? I have no idea. That I, I it's just baffled my mind that you would. What would be the point? Right. I mean, there's a lot of other expressions she could have used. Why did she have to go there? That really made no sense whatsoever. Why would you say that even if he invited me to a public hanging, I would attend that on the front row? I mean, there's a lot of other things you could use. If he uh, invited me to a pig farm, I would go or something, just <laughs> anything but that. Especially in the state of Mississippi. And I just really don't know. And in Mississippi, of all places. Right. Right. Now, now um, she also was caught up in, um, there were some photos that had went around on the news and in social media of her wearing Confederate garb. I don't know if you saw that as well. Um, yeah, I saw that too. Where she, you know, basically what she tried to play it off as is she was embracing her uh, Southern heritage and part of the Confederate history. I know we got into that a little bit on the last episode, but um, yeah, that was really strange to me. I mean, you know, you know, Mississippi, one of the most racist states um, in the Union, especially, you know, as you – you go back to the 30s, you know, through the 60s, Mississippi was well known for places that one of the states that black folks really didn't need to be, especially if you were traveling, if you were coming from um, one place to another. Um, you know, Mississippi is just one of those states, and they they still haven't gotten rid of that stain. But I can tell you what really, really ticked me off the most was the fact that one of her supporters happened to be um, – uh, I can't think of his name, Medgar Evers' uh, brother, uh, who has been supporting this woman, which 
baffles me as well because I couldn't understand, especially for what uh, Medgar ever stood for and what he did in the state of Mississippi, being that he was killed there, um, assassinated there. I couldn't, it, it, I just didn't understand how his uh, brother could stand with this woman, especially after she said that and still support her. That, that made absolutely no sense to me. Were you aware that, that he was one of the, one of her supporters as well? No, that's the first time I hear that. Yep. Yep. I didn't know that was, uh, you know, there was a black gentleman that was there with her and, um, someone pointed out that that was, uh, I forgot his name, but when I heard Evers, I immediately thought Medgar Evers. And as for our listening audience, don't know, if you don't know, Medgar Evers was a civil rights activist that was assassinated, uh, in the sixties in the state of Mississippi. Um, and it was a big deal, uh, during the trial. And there was even a movie, uh, made about it. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg played as Medgar Evers' wife and the story was around that. And it just shows the history and what happened, but it was, it was interesting. Um, Madame, did you did you did you see her comments, or did you get a chance to really see this lady uh, on the news when that runoff was going? Because the big thing about it was she was very close to losing the seat to the uh, they said mm-hmm. would have been one of the first black, um, uh, one of the first black senators in the state of Mississippi. He came very very close to beating her. That's why there was a whole runoff. Um, but did you get a chance to to see her comments that she made and how you know? when Trump came and visited her, did you, did you see that at all? Um, well, I heard about it more so saw about it. I, um, have, uh, cut back from watching the news and things like that a little bit more these days, but I do read about things and, you know, hear about things too, but I did not see it. Um, but, um, I once that racism is usually inherited, mm-hmm. you know, you inherit that it's something that's taught, but there are cases where you use negativity or things like that for gain. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that in this case, I mean, look at Trump, we still talk about all how he is, but that's what got him to a degree and other things as well right. uh, where he is now. And so that's what the world wants to see. Unfortunately, that's what the world responds to is the negativity. So it, I feel like um, is definitely used for gain and people um, will use anything, especially these days, the, um, uh, integrity and things like that is not as, um, you know, uh, practice as it used to be. So I really believe that it was more so, you know, something for gain and, mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah, for, for that individual. Yeah. Cause it said, it basically says that the article basically says it began when video emerged online of her telling supporters earlier this month that she'd be on the front row. If one of her supporters invited me mm-hmm. to a public hanging, she later called the comments mm-hmm. an exaggerated expression of regard, but her use of the phrase brought memories of Mississippi's history of lynchings Absolutely. to the forefront and put the contest under the national microscope. Um, when they asked her about the remarks, she basically said she certainly apologized to anyone who was offended. You know, I'm, you know, I get tired of hearing that. Like you knew what exactly. you was, you 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 knew what you were saying when you said it you know of course you want to apologize you want to apologize now because it's been brought up um and then you know donald trump was there uh the day before the election 
<clears throat> with, you know, of course, um, saying, you know, that the state needed her. And obviously Mississippi was a state that he won. Mississippi has always been a red state. That is not anything mm-hmm. unusual. So just the fact that, you know, you have openly, in my opinion, openly um, people saying openly racist remarks tells you a whole lot about a person. Um, and she reminds me just looking at her as, and, and, and I hate to say it, and it, it's just, she just reminds me of the old, what you see, the old South, the, the little, the people that are, that are, you know, that are still there, that are still set in that way of segregation and racism. Um, mm-hmm. that's what I see when I see her. And it was also brought up too, that she has, she didn't believe in, um, integration she was raised in a segregated school and she has raised her child her daughter this pretty much the same way so her daughter has attended a school that is primarily white and segregated you know so um is it a coincidence quite possibly you know but then again maybe it's not so that that stings the question of you know what what do we do when you have politicians who are openly racist that are getting into office, you know, in, in these states, you know, you hate to prejudge and say, oh, Mississippi, oh, I wouldn't go to Mississippi. It's one of the racist states in the union or, you know, everybody in Mississippi is racist because I'm pretty sure everybody in Mississippi is not. But what do you do right. when you see a, po- a political figure that everyone knows in office after saying comments like this? Because I think I've read a statistic somewhere that said that in Mississippi, I think they said five out of eight people uh, voted for her. So if you look at every eight, you know, eight votes each time, five of those votes went to her after her comments and after it's been broadcast all over, you know, the news. You know, what do we what do we do and what are we saying? How are we you know, what's what's happening in society when you're getting these type of people into office? That just makes me feel uncomfortable because when it comes down to doing something for black people, and I'm not saying minority because minority, unless you're, you know, you're a black woman, because minority obviously is Hispanic, uh, Asian, um, minority as in black. You know, what is she really going to do for the black people of that state? I don't think she's going to do anything, you know. Um, um, the gentleman that she was running against did bring up a good point. He understood that in order for him to win, he had to have more than the black vote. And I had to commend him on something that he said. He basically said that I'm not running on a black ticket, which which I thought was great, you know, because there were some white supporters there for him as well, too. But just when you see her, I mean, you can just and one, you know what I'm talking about, because, you know, we we've (laughs) we've went to school down south. Um, You know what I'm talking about when you look at her. Am am I making sense, Juan? When you look at her, you can just tell she's she's of that old that old regime. Madame, she's she's when you look at her, you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. That's the million dollar question. It's like, what do you do? Right. But the and and I think once we find that out, you know, um, <laughs> it'd be a lot better, you know, today. But I think the issue, the issue is that every person that is non-white, I can kind of say that for the most part we didn't make the laws right right mm-hmm. so they made the laws mm-hmm. and they still mostly make them we can influence them we can push position ourselves these days to be a part of that 
process. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't make the laws in this country. Yeah, that's true. Um, so what do you do when you don't make the laws and we don't have enough of us and we're limited in our influence? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's more so a community effort. I mean, we go back to, you know, we have these conversations, we have these table topics, mm-hmm. even, you know, outside of a blog or whatnot, or outside of a podcast, we have these table topics. And that's the question. What do you do? Yeah. I don't have an answer for it personally, because we have people, we have African-Americans, we have Latino, we have all different of non-white that are educating themselves and putting themselves in positions, but it's just still not enough to make an impact. That should already be there. Right. Um, so I don't know. It's like you got to pay a price, right, to be able to, uh, to, to have influence, right? And I think, um, and I, one, I know we've had this conversation before. It's like you start out very, very humble when we were talking about getting involved in mm-hmm. politics. You start out humble because you want to help your people and you want to be involved. You want, you want better. But then you find out when you get there, there are certain things that you have to do to make those other things happen. And if you're unwilling to do right. that, if you're unwilling to do that, nothing's going to happen. Um, what are your thoughts on her, Juan? I mean, and who she ran against? What What did you think? Um, for them to say that it's not a racial issue, anytime you have a black person uh, going up against a white person, it's going to be a racial issue because that's what it all boils down to. Especially in Mississippi. People are going to vote for it. Yeah, especially anywhere in the South. Mm-hmm. Anytime, just like we had in Georgia and Florida. Mm-hmm. People might say that they're voting for values or whatever, but when it really boils down to it, they're voting for people that look like them. Mm-hmm. We've tried it this way, we've done it this way, so we're going to put somebody in office. Regardless of what they believe in or what they believe in might not register with what I believe in, but I'm still going to vote for them anyway because we have this, this village mentality that all – Black people should vote for black people, mm-hmm. but we don't really have to have to vote that way if they don't really value the same things that we value. And that's what the problem is. When you're talking about uh, the relative of Mega Evers, mm-hmm. I, I, I guarantee you that there's something that that uh, SB was running for that he did not believe in. Mm-hmm. And regardless of the comic that she made, he was still going to support her because SB was saying something that he did not really agree with. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, in Georgia, a lot of people didn't want to vote for, um, what was the lady that was running? Uh, governor. Yeah. yeah, let me, uh, I know what you're talking about. I was just looking at an article on her as well. Um, you are actually referring to Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams, yes. Yep. And a lot of people didn't want to vote for her because she's against the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to get that, that black vote if you have black people that are important uh, and uh, agreement with the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. So you know that what their record is trying to do things against the Second Amendment. So you have that dynamic of, okay, I want to support my people. I want to put them in office. But there's going to be a conflict because the things that I believe in, you don't believe in. Mm. And so that's the same thing that goes on in Mississippi. Well, I don't really agree with this woman saying this stupid comment, but... Is she going to support my rights? Is she going to influence me in a way that's going to take away from me instead of giving to me? Because a lot of times we vote, we want to vote things that we're going to receive, but we don't really think about, well, what are we going to lose? 
Right. So do you? Th- we, we always want to say, well, I want this, I want this. Okay, if I get those things, what's going to be taken from me? You have to look at both sides of it. I got you. That's so, what a lot of times we fail to do. So do y'all, do y'all think that they try to shame us into voting black? Shame us into voting for black, you said? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so let me let me let me break that down. So what I mean by that is the question usually is the question that we should be asking ourselves when we vote for a candidate, uh, whether they're black, whether they're white, wherever you support is, um, what philosophies and what values do does that candidate bring to the table that I believe in that I feel is going to help myself and my family, right? But a lot of times. You hear, you hear, especially here recently with the midterms that have just passed, you hear people say, get out and vote. You know, you need to make a change. You need to do this. But what are we voting for? Right. So are we voting? Are you trying to shame me into um, shame me into voting? Because you always hear this. You always hear, well, your ancestors fought for you to vote prior to you coming here. You should vote. Right. But no one can give you a reason why. Typically, why you should vote for that candidate that's on that ticket. So, for example, in this, in the, um, in the Stacey Abrams example, and you know, talk, Juan talking about the Second Amendment and what she didn't believe in in Georgia. You know, when you ask, if you ask that question, why are you voting for Stacey Abrams? A lot of people couldn't tell you, and that the reason is their answer in the back of their mind is, "What do you think? She black, right?" Right. You know, mm-hmm. and so, you know, sometimes we are hypocritical with that because on one hand, you'd be like, you better get it, especially especially as black people. You better get out there and vote. You need to go vote. You need to go do this. You need to go do that. Well, what am I voting for? Right. Mm-hmm. You don't you didn't if, if it would if there were more um, non non blacks on the ticket, if there were more non blacks on the ticket you wouldn't hear as many people. You would hear some, but you wouldn't hear as many people saying what you've heard here recently in the past couple of months, right? This is, They said this has been the biggest midterm turnout in a long time. And so I think that that's why on this podcast, whenever I say get out, when I was talking about getting out and vote, I always said no matter what side you are on, get out and vote. Understand what that what those candidates are standing for, what they believe in, what they don't believe in, so that you, with a peace of mind, when you're in the voting booth, know what you're trying to vote for, that person that stands for it, you're trying to vote for. But a lot of people are voting for certain candidates, especially if they're black candidates, just simply because they're black. Yeah, because of, of a color, you know? And another thing I have a problem with is when people tell you to vote for a certain amendment or act, and they don't tell you what it is, they just say that you need to vote for it. Mm-hmm. So, so that's up to, to us. Mm-hmm. But a lot of, if you have a lot of, like, I don't want to discourage nobody by saying uneducated, but you have a lot of uneducated people or elderly people that just put their trust in people. If a person says, or my pastor or whoever says, uh, we need to vote for this, we're going to vote for it. Mm-hmm. And people don't really do their homework and reason and say, well, what is it all about? Why am I voting for this? Right. And that's dangerous. I agree. Mene? Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. Um, a friend of mine um, was going to, for this election, um, actually, it, it was a idea years ago that has not come, and it is so needed. But anyhow, it was a um, website that um, he would partner, starting in North Carolina, try to partner with um, 
local government here to uh, be able to get information, pull in some schools or whatnot, uh, students or whatnot that can help kind of run it. Um, a, a website, whereas you would have a list of the, you know, candidates that are coming up for, you know, election, wishing to, you know, you know, participate, mm-hmm. you know, um, and a history of what they've done. Simplify things they've done in the past so you can know their character. So that's the thing. We don't know what they stood for in the past. We don't know what they have done. We don't know what they're currently doing, what they're standing for. We don't know what these amendments are about unless you're even reading them. It can be difficult because they word them in a very legal way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the thing. We, we can, we, we have to like over educate ourselves in order to understand some of these things and we're just kind of, it's more comfortable to vote for somebody that is African-American but it's not always the best option mm-hmm. because you do have people even on our side that are out for gain as well. Right. So, you know, it is best that you are aware, you know, of what you're voting for. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just, I just think that educating yourselves and, you know, you just have to, you should just should know. And if you don't know, um, you want to, you know, I don't know if it's best not to vote on that end, but if you don't know, you know, it's probably best not to just go off the, you know, and guess, you know, so. Right. Um, the, yeah. The one thing, the one thing that, the one thing that they did do here in North Carolina that I noticed, because there were a couple of amendments up uh, this midterm. One was uh, showing um, having an ID to vote. And then there was another one where the state wanted to form a committee of people to, um, I guess, I guess it was a committee. If something went down that someone didn't agree with within the parties or whatever, they could take it to this committee and the committee would ultimately make the decision on what should happen. And, what made me think about that second one, they were very, very clear about what this thing was and how it could impact things. They were just saying how candidates or people in office could get away with things because they know this person on this committee. So why would you have that committee? And that's not the way that the Constitution is. That's not what the state is made up about. But what really caught my attention was past governors um, that ran the state came together. I think it was like five or six of them, uh, may have been more. They all agreed on different sides that, you know, Republicans and Democrats had all agreed that whatever this thing was that the GOP was trying to pass here in the state of North Carolina, that it wasn't right. And so that really stood out to me. I'm just glad that they really made the people understand what it was with this this amendment that they were having people vote for, because if they really hadn't said what it was, there's no telling what could occur. It's like rolling dice in Vegas. You know what I mean? So the fact that they were very, very clear about um what this would do and how it impacts things um, made sense. And then when I saw the governors, Republican and, you know, Democrats come together saying this is this is not the way it's supposed to be. It only made sense. Um, but I think sometimes we do try to get shamed into voting, you know, um, for people of color. Um, I'll never forget a, a good friend of mine back in the day when Obama and um, Hillary were running. Um, he was like, hey, man, you know, you need to make sure you vote vote for Obama. And I'm like, I didn't know him. 
and this was at the time, if you guys remember, Obama was new on the scene and he hadn't really picked up steam yet. So he was, he and I had a conversation. He's like, yeah, man, you got to, you know, make sure that you, um, that you vote for Obama. And I'm like, why? And he was like, cause man, you gotta, you know, I was like, I said, am I supposed to vote for him because he's black? I just asked him straight up. <laughs> I just asked him straight up because I was like, he was like, well, yeah, man. I was like, no, bro, it ain't supposed to be like that. I was like, I don't know anything about him. I don't know what his values are. You know, he's kind of new. I knew of him because they had talked to, they had talked about him previously, and I saw his speech um, uh, a couple years prior before he ran at the uh, Democratic National Convention. But, I mean, yeah. you know, that's not what it's supposed to be. Now, what are ultimately, whatever your choice is, you make that choice. And ultimately, I did vote for him. But that's after I did my research and after I found out what he was and, what, you know, listened to him speak to see what he was talking about. Um, but I just think sometimes people try to shame us into voting for um, the person of color when they're on a ticket when that may not be the person that, that you want. You know what I mean? That person may not be the person that, you know, that you agree with the values. Juan, to your point, you said it many times on the podcast, a lot of people like some of the things that Donald Trump says, but they don't, they won't agree with, um, they won't agree with him just because of who he is. Meaning, and when we say that, things that he says, meaning America first, right? Jobs for everybody. Um, let's stop taking care of some of these other countries and giving these other countries and put it back into the economy. That sounds good, right? Anybody from any party could say those things and we'll be like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Right. But they won't come out and agree with Donald Trump one. Cause if you're, if you're white and that's what you're, you voted for him on, people probably will think that you're racist. Right. <laughs> and then, and then if you're black, they're going to be like, what's wrong with you? Cause don't you know, he's racist. So why are you agreeing with what he says? But it just all depends. It depends on, are you saying, hey, I don't like the things that he says about immigrants. I don't like the things that he, you know, I didn't like what he said about Charlottesville. I didn't like any of that. But as far as his platform, even though he's not doing anything, as far as what he ran on, what I thought he would do, I like what he was saying. You know, so we really have to be careful with that and think about um, think about those type of things when we're putting these people into power Um you know, to run the state or to run uh, the country. So I don't know. We'll we'll keep an eye on it. But you know, the Democrats did take the House, and then the uh, Republicans kept the Senate. And um, Donald Trump, right now, uh, as far as I know, they said he's losing his mind in the White House uh, based on some things that have occurred recently. So we're we're it's going to be something interesting to keep up with. Um, yeah, it's crazy, but. Moving on, so this thing in Dallas, the police officer, we talked about the police officer in early, early episodes of the podcast. This police officer apparently um, had killed um, a young man in his apartment, and she thought he was an intruder, and she thought she was in her apartment. Now, that right off the bat, we said it sounded shady. We said we would uh, try to keep up with it. Well, apparently she has uh, recently, they had fired her, and then it had calmed down. I hadn't heard anything. And then here just recently this week, they said that she is being she is up for uh, murder. Um, now, I don't know. Uh, there were so many rumors swirling around this thing. They were saying that she was dating this man. Um, she could be heard um, by neighbors outside in the hallway saying, let me in and some other things. Um, 
so I'm not sure. Juan, did you did you hear anything else regarding this this situation? Because I know you were you were trying to keep up with it a little bit too. Yeah, the only thing I can uh, I've heard was that she's just being charged with murder. So I haven't uh, learned of any new evidence or anything that they pushing towards that. Yeah, they I don't know why they've been kind of quiet. They've been kind of quiet. Yeah, I just hope it ain't an overcharging bit like a lot of these things happen. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that's why a lot of people, a lot of these officers get off because they're being overcharged. Mm-hmm. And so if They've been charged for a certain thing, and then the evidence doesn't prove that. Guess what? You get off. Right. And, and I believe that's where a lot of this stuff is happening. Well, I know they had brought in a Texas Ranger to do the, to conduct the investigation. Um, they brought Texas Rangers in to conduct the investigation, and then I, I don't know. It was just, like I said, it was so many crazy things around it. They had went in his house to search his house. And they were saying to say something like they had found a small bag of weed or something in there. And I was just like, okay, here we go. We already know how this turns out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but then, it, you know, they fired her, which they should have. Usually, you know, they get put on administrative leave. But they fired her. And then, like I said, it quieted down. And then the, the, just this week, again, the whole, you know, she's up for murder yeah. charges now. So hopefully there's some evidence there. That shows that she she should have known better. I don't know. She must have. She had to be high or something, man. I don't know. There's got to be more to that story mm-hmm. than what they're really letting on to. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you think, Madame? Uh, I hear you over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you yeah, it's too many, too many um, holes in the story. Yeah. You know, um, there's too many holes. They just only put out enough. Right. You know. There's definitely more evidence and, you know, things like that that has not been, that hasn't been released to us. Yeah. Um, but I haven't heard anything, um, any new uh, news or anything like as to why, like why is she being charged now or put up for investigation of murder now or, and then like, is this, like he said, is this just to overcharge her and then, in the event mm-hmm. she gets off, you can't charge her again. Right. For that. Yeah. You know, like I have to go after her civilly. Here? Yeah, you have to go after her civilly. Oh, right. Yeah. What What's mm-hmm. crazy about that is when it's a police officer that gets caught doing something wrong, boy, you don't hear nothing. You don't hear mm-hmm. nothing. Let Why? it be. Let, oh, they probably- let it been the other way around, and he thought he was walking into the wrong apartment and killed her, and she would have been a police officer. Boy, they would have had all kind of oh. evidence. He walked in at six forty-five. He shot his gun at <laughs> at six forty-six. Mm-hmm. They would have had yeah, a whole bunch blue. of stuff. Yeah, they would have had a whole mm-hmm. bunch of stuff on there, um, on on that incident. But I don't know. I just know that there's some shadiness to it. I know that a family has lost mm-hmm. a son. Um, I know this was a young man that wasn't doing anything wrong. He worked hard every right. day. He lived in an apartment complex that was considered a very, um, very, very nice area. Um, he was a good kid, went to school, um, got a degree in business, and um, now he's gone, and that family is suffering. So someone owes that family answers regarding this whole situation. And like I said, I get so tired of every time a police officer – Gets caught doing something they don't have any business doing. Y'all not talking about that. It sort of dies down. But when something mm-hmm. else goes down, you hear all about it. Or let a police officer get shot. It's on the news for the next three to six months um, about how they're mourning and how they're trying to raise this and that for the police officer, you know, and their families mm-hmm. and stuff like that. No, they should be doing something for the family of this, this young man's family who was in his own apartment minding his own business 
and she walked in and decided that she was just going to blast him for whatever reason. So hopefully more details will come out on it, but I don't know. It's I, I, I hope they're not overcharging and they're not reaching, you know, to you guys' point because exact that's exactly right. That's exactly how they get off. So we'll see. We'll keep mm-hmm. an eye on it and, and see what happens. But hopefully, um, you know, we'll hear exactly what occurred and what happened because that just doesn't make sense to me. Even if you're in a new building, once you walk in, you can you should be able to determine, hey, wait a minute, this is not my place. You know what I mean? At some point. And if you saw somebody standing mm-hmm. in it, it, you, it, you know, I, I just don't believe her first yeah, instinct. They were was saying that, that he had a big red rug in front of his house and she didn't have anything. So that should have been the first indicator. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 I mean, how you just miss that? And, well, the other part is, too, you know, she pulls her gun immediately like, oh, I saw this big yeah. figure. <sighs> always, a big scary figure. Always crying mm-hmm. victim about, yeah, I saw this big figure and I told him. You're gonna tell me the guy didn't figure though. The guy didn't say anything to you. I find that hard to believe. You're gonna tell me that guy was just quiet and didn't say anything, and you just shot him. He didn't say, "Ma'am, ma'am, hold, hold on. This is my apartment. What are you doing in my apartment?" He didn't say anything. I don't believe it. I, I don't. I just. I just don't. And but did you hear about the case in Alabama? Mm-mm. What you got? What happened? Uh, they had a shooting. Um, like Thursday, whatever you want to call it now. Um, a teenager, 18-year-old, and a 12-year-old, someone like that got shot. And they suspected that a 21-year-old was the gunman. Mm-hmm. So they killed him. Now they're saying that he was not the gunman. He was trying to help those people out. Oh, is that the police uh, The police shot him or whatever? Is that yeah. that yeah. one? I did hear about that. Yeah. See? I didn't hear that one. See? So they didn't say freeze put your gun down or anything they just shot him because they assumed that two people got shot so he had a gun in his hand so he must have been a shooter and if i'm correct he was carrying that gun lawfully correct yeah yeah i think he was uh in the military or something like that mm-hmm yep he had a concealed from, i think he's a concealed I heard, carry his father is in he's a police officer in birmingham uh-oh that might be a problem yeah, yeah. That, that that might be a problem there. Um, that's like that other incident, uh, and you can you guys can check this out on YouTube. Did you see the one where they uh, in Florida they pulled over? Uh, the cops just randomly pulled this woman over, and and this was a while back, but they randomly pulled this black woman over, and uh, they're asking her all kind of questions, and uh, they asked her who she was, and she's like, "I'm the state's attorney." <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm <laughs> Boy, if you could see the look on their faces. She, she was a state attorney. She says. Yeah, she was a state attorney. She was the the the, the like the, oh, wow. the federal attorney of the state, and they pulled her over. Oh. <laughs> so. Oh my goodness. The look on their faces was like, oh. So so she asked them, so what? Why did you pull me over? They mm-hmm. go, well, we uh. We, uh, 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 yeah, we randomly. <laughs> yeah. This is what she tried to say. We ran. He, they, they tried to say it was two of them. We randomly run checks on like uh, cars. Oh you know. my god! Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Didn't. Yeah, yeah. You're not supposed to pull over anybody. Exactly. We randomly no, run. Right. We randomly. We randomly run checks. Yours came back with nothing. 
like nothing came on it up on it. But why pull it by why pull over still? You run a light <laughs> the plate, okay? But that doesn't give an excuse as to why you pulled her over. Right. That should have been okay. You're good. Be on your way. Oh, oh, they oh they did. Once she said that she was the <laughs> the state district attorney. They but was like, she "Oh, she never got pulled over in the first place." Exactly. So she said she said uh she just kindly asked them. She said, "Um, you guys got any cards on you or anything that I can have? I was like, boy. <laughs> I, like, no. I know that's right. <laughs> you guys are lucky if you don't get fired off of this one. Um, but, yeah, yeah. you should. Yeah, they, they pulled her over, and it was just crazy. Uh, you know, you never know who you're dealing with, right? You never know who you're dealing with. You never know who people are, and that's why you just have to be careful. But we'll keep a we'll keep an eye on on this case because that one is just interesting to me because they're really not talking about it in, in, in Texas. They're not talking about what, what they think happened, you know, obviously because she's a former police officer now, but it's, it's, it's too random. It's too like, you know, too many holes, not enough information. We don't know what, what went on, but let's move on to the main subject. As we've gotten through those main subject Recently in Northwest, uh, North, was it, uh, what is it, Northwest High School um, here in Guilford mm-hmm. County in Greensboro, North Carolina, two students decided they wanted to go on a racist rant the day before, well, this video came out the day before Thanksgiving. And um, it sent shockwaves across uh, Greensboro, and then it, it just went nationally. Um, if you Google Northwest racist, you know, like something like if you Google students, Northwest racist rant. There's all kind of articles uh, that show up um, talking about this situation. It was so bad, and you heard the audio earlier that the news could not even couldn't even uh, play the audio or show the video. So they just did the experts from it. But um, what we want to get into is what I want to know is if you heard, if your child came home and heard told you that there were some students that were saying the type of things that we heard earlier in this audio, how would, how are we supposed to respond as parents and what do you feel the school should do? Now I can tell you what Guilford County has done. Guilford County, it was said, I've heard two stories. It said that the board of education has suspended these kids for 10 days and that there has been some type of sensitivity training uh, at the school, and so um, that's what they said. But I uh, was reading another article, and they said that they only got three days in school suspension. Mm. That's true. I don't. That's what, what but, was being reported. And then, and then it's funny you say that because then um, I think some parents complained because then what happened was the guy that did an interview that I saw on the news at Guilford County Schools said that he wasn't going to go into what the punishment was. So maybe that changed, um, but they're not saying what it was. So, Juan, you have a child come home and they tell you this stuff. How do you react? How do you respond? Uh, basically, you're sibling to the name of life. Mm-hmm. You're going to have idiots like that in the world, and there's really nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't change a person's opinion of you or how they view you no matter what you do, if they're the type of person. You can be nice to them, you can be kind to them, but they're still going to hold those views of you because that's who they are. Mm-hmm. So, it, so with this sensitivity training, what is that for? What is that going to lead to? 
because <laughs> the ones that need the training are the people that think like that. Right. And you're not going to change their opinion, especially if it's something that's inbred in them. Like what Daniel was saying, it's, it's inherited, something that comes to their family. Right. If they go home, and that's what they've been taught, that's what they're going to believe. So how can you feel? And these kids, by the way, they look they look no more than they're probably uh, maybe ninth, tenth grade max. Just looking at them, um, they didn't yeah. look like they were more mature kids, like a junior or senior. They looked like they were probably ninth or tenth graders. But now, now let me ask you this: on top of that, do you contact the school for any reason? Because I'm pretty sure letters and stuff went out after this circulated. Because, like I said, I got I got the information the day before Thanksgiving. But I wasn't sure if it was Northwest High School. It just recently came out last week on the news when everybody was, I was like, whoa, I had that the week before. So I was like, oh, it was Northwest. But do you contact the school and have concern? But if but if, if, if it was any other situation, would you contact the school? Let's say that it was some guys drink under age drinking mm-hmm. on Snapchat or something like that. Would you contact the school over that? No, but I would contact the school, and I would have concern. Let me give you an example. Let me play devil's advocate. The school will suspend you for fighting for three days, for protecting yourself. So if you tell your child somebody hits you, you tell them to stop, they hit you again. But is is that on school property, or is that at home? Well, What I'm saying is, mm -hmm. if you do at home, is that a reflection on what what your discipline is at school? I think it's different when you bring social media into it, because now everybody can see it. So you you once you are identified as belonging to a specific organization, it's no different than a job, right? So like at if if I'm at my job and they have specific social media uh, rules on what I say, how I say it, what I put out there, you know, whatever, that brand is impacted, right? So if that brand is impacted, even if you are at home, then I feel like it should be addressed because to me. See, you, that's, that's the difference between a, an employment and school system, though. But, but because check. you're not a representative of the school. You just attend the school. Right. But if you have. different if I work at Burger King and uh-huh. I put on a uniform and I have a, a clause that says I have to act a certain way uh-huh. in public uh-huh. when I get hired on to that facility. But school is a public entity. It's right. not a private entity. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I think in this case. I mean, I think you're both right because, like, yeah, so school, you know, especially if you're talking about a teacher, of course, they would get fired, things mm-hmm. like that. Right. But a child, when you're bringing in, I think it's a, it gets a little higher than that. But to answer your question, um, I really believe that they should actually absolutely bring this to their attention, like especially African-Americans that go to the school or even those who are concerned. Absolutely, this needs to be. You know, we're concerned about this, especially those who are attending. Absolutely. They should definitely bring this to their attention. I would not let it go, mm-hmm. you know, myself, personally. I would follow completely through on this. But I think that, um, you know, when you talk about racism and um, something so strong like that, mm-hmm. and then you put it on social media, it becomes it's another level, like you said. It's a whole nother level of, you know, respect. Then it becomes bullying. Then it becomes all different things like that. But for them to say, oh, three days suspension um, and sensitivity training, that's a slap on the wrist. I agree. That goes back to, yeah, that goes back to inherited 
um, racism and, you know, prejudice or whatever. You know, it's taught. And then you got to look to school. Like, why are they getting a slap on the wrist? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, why is this okay to a degree? Right. You know, um, I would take my, I would probably say, honestly, take my kid out to school. I actually was looking because um, I'm not from this area. So my daughter will be in high school mm-hmm. um, next year. And so I was actually considering. Northwest? I was considering. I Because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they have a really good, if I'm not mistaken because I'm doing my research now, they have a good volleyball team. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Northwest and Northern. Yeah. Northern. Northern, Northern High School. Yeah, Northern High School uh-huh. and Northwest High School. Right. So I knew it was one of the two, and so I'm doing my research, and I'm like, okay, I know one of them has good volleyball and stuff like that, and then these other, you know, academics, things like that. So I was actually considering mm-hmm. those schools. but And then, and, and it's so funny, mm-hmm. because in the back of my mind, I said, okay, I know, and I have no problem with my child being around uh, kids that are predominantly white or have other ethnicities. I'm, she's perfectly... She's diverse, so I don't have a problem with that. Right. Um, but in the back of my mind, when I was considering these schools, racism was a part of it. Mm. It absolutely was. I said, it really was. In the back of my head, I said, hmm. Because she went to a school, um, elementary, I'm not going to point school out, but she went to a school, and I can sense, and there were some little racial things. Actually, a teacher said, told me that my daughter was a follower Mm -hmm. and all these things and I had to check her you're talking about second grade or first grade like Mm -hmm. come on Mm -hmm. you know so um yeah I would actually probably pull my daughter out I will follow completely through on this as much as I could do right but yeah in the back of my head I was like "Mm, I don't want her to experience so much of that because I'm being a northerner I didn't experience racism at this level so this is all culture shock for me too still right like so yeah i would definitely do something and 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 i just feel like go ahead yeah no no problem no i'm sorry i apologize one that's what i was going to say one once you um when we were talking debating a little bit earlier uh, you know what i was going to say is what she just said which is once you put it on social media right it takes it to another level because it could be something far less than that, and if they feel like if a parent complains um, that your child is picking on my child via social media and it is reported to the school, they hold that child accountable for that. So that's why I was saying once they put it on social media and people know who they are and they represent, you know, that's the school that they attend, it then does change. Now, are they in the privacy of their home? Absolutely. Did they get that taught from somewhere? They heard it from somebody? Absolutely. You know what I mean? See, that's my this this the only question I really have about this. It's mm-hmm. the context of it. Right. Why were they doing that? Because if you really listen to it, they were talking about you taking our women, taking our jobs. Boy, you fourteen years old, you ain't got no woman, you ain't got no job. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I'm trying to see, are they mimicking somebody else? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or are they making fun of people that talk like this or what were they exactly doing? Because always they were mimicking. Yeah. Absolutely, it was a mimic. It's well, something that well, they heard. But when I say mimic, what I'm saying is like when um, Dave Chappelle did the uh, white, the black clan. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, if a person didn't know what was going on, just heard that audio, he would say, who is this racist person saying these things? But if you know the context, you know that this is a black man 
playing a character on a sitcom. Mm-hmm. So with it something like that, they were making fun of how these Southern people talk down here, or was it something that they really leave them? Either way, it was stupid what they did, but why did they do it? Right. Not to take anything away from them, but what was the whole context of what they were doing? Well, the other part was, too, th- there was somebody so rec- recording about it. Having a, right. Yeah. So how, can, how can you say something about uh, they're taking our wives and taking our jobs and we don't have neither one of them? <laughs> Where did this come from? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm laughing, right? I'm laughing because, Juan, Juan, you know, you know what we would have did once we found out. We would have found out when they was coming back to school. <laughs> we would have found out. We would have found out. Oh, that's such and such. Oh, mm-hmm. he goes on break on fourth period. Oh, exactly. Oh, but that was like. Let's see. The crazy thing is, like back in the day, like like especially being a northerner. Niagara Falls, Buffalo. It was it was like that, you know. It wasn't. It was like there was no bullying, right? You know what I'm saying? Like there was no what's bullying, you know. It was situations like that. Unfortunately, you know what I'm saying. But something like that, oh, have been like, oh, she walked all down Fifth Street after mm-hmm. school. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We would have. We would have yeah. one. We would have had them. We would have had them tightened up real quick. We we would Real know quick. we would we know oh okay here's what we're gonna do you grab them but that's and then right. he would have just they would have just got beat down and then they would have never known who did it <laughs> it would have been over but, with. but see and but they couldn't get away with that in the south no and they couldn't get away with that in the south like as I said I've never I I didn't have the experience growing up of racial things and if I did. I honestly can't remember. I may have, um, you know what I'm saying? You know, I just didn't have that fear or experience. I didn't grow up with the fear or um, saying, oh, I'm black and this person doesn't treat me right because I'm black because you would have got some real quick. You know what I'm saying? And so that's how we grew up. Coming here is a completely different story. Right, right. They wouldn't have got away with that. Yeah. I, I I just I'm, I'm you know just some people and and the video posted online and there were comments people that used to go to school there they said that this goes back as far as the 90s with this specific school now I don't mm. I don't know you know I don't know how true that is um, but when you look at the ratio because someone had posted the ratio of whites to blacks the ratio of whites is far higher than it is black. Um, but my other concern is, okay, so they're on three-day, 10-day suspension, whatever it is. We don't know, right? Uh, what happens when they come back to school, right? You know, mm-hmm. someone should be concerned for their safety. And I don't just mean because of the kids. There can be a, adults are crazy, too. They're, you know, yeah. you know, a parent, you know, uh, a kid could point out, hey, hey, dad or hey, mom, those are the kids that were saying that racist stuff online and, and, you know, that you saw on the news or whatever, that that's them. And something can happen mm-hmm. to them. That's, see, that's how, and that's the thing about kids and social media. They don't realize, like, what can happen. You know what I mean? Like, in different situations, how you say things. Um, what did you say? That's why a lot of times if something happens, you got to ask the kid, okay, tell me exactly what was said. Especially when adults are involved. What was said? How did they say it? 
Do you feel like it was intentional? Because if I go up there and I'm ready to beat somebody down and then I find out that's not what really happened. Now I'm looking crazy. You know, mm-hmm. kids just don't realize, you know, the implications of the things that they do. And I get they're young and they're stupid. Right. That was young. They're young. That was something just dumb to do. But do we make excuses for them? Do we give them a pass because they're young and stupid? Because guess what? There are college kids that are supposed to be mature in college doing the exact same thing from fraternities to Halloween costumes to parties. Um, And these are supposed to be our best and our brightest. They're doing it. And then when they get caught, they say, oh, we were doing it because we thought it was funny. No, it's not funny. Right. So how, you know, how far do we take this? How, you know, do we allow these things to keep continuing or do you file, you know, what? and I'm surprised, and I'm not saying that this is going to happen, but I won't be surprised if somebody with some money um, files a lawsuit against the school in Guilford County. I'm not going to be surprised at all. I'm not going to be surprised one bit because it's it's a situation where it's like, okay, so you live on that side of town, you can get away with more than the school that's over here on this side of town. You know what I'm saying? Like, you are the upper enchilant, so you can get away with a little bit more in, in doing and what you want to say. They can't get away with that over here. You know what I mean? If this would have happened over here, oh, they would have been expelled from school and we wouldn't allow them to return. We would have sent them someplace else. So, I don't know. And I, don't, I think I think that's sad because, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, the uh, like the police and the team, police, you know, the, the team here, cops or whatnot, the force... Yeah have been very cooperative with local churches and community efforts to keep that type of thing at a minimal, if I'm not mistaken. No, you're correct. They have, yeah, they have worked for that. So if this is not handled properly, I am, you know, concerned that this may open up the door for other, you know, events like this and, you know, could be worse type of thing. So I think something definitely needs to be done to say, okay, you know, this is not okay. You know, um, don't, don't do that because everybody's working hard. Everybody's been, you know, trying to keep things right. And this right here could be the trigger. Right. You know, yeah. for that type of thing. I've said that before um, on, on a couple of episodes back. I said that I really think that Guilford County and the Greensboro, the city of Greensboro police do a very, very good mm-hmm. job of communicating with uh, with their um, with the community and reaching out to the community um, and ensuring that things don't things that have happened in other cities don't happen here. Because we don't seem to right. have that type of problem with police. You, you just don't. You have to literally, mm-hmm. here in Greensboro, you literally have to be doing something um, just out of crazy. And the police have to see you. You know, they're not just randomly pulling you over, you know, just, you know, uh, for nothing. As far as from what I've experienced, you know, um, I think I've got, I've had one ticket since, I've no, two tickets since I've been here. And they both were for um, speeding. So it's, that's, that's pretty much it. Now, other cities you go to, this you know, the case in Florida that I just mentioned, other places you go to, 
you know, they're pulling you over for nothing. They're running your tags for nothing. You're, you know, they're doing all this stuff, but you know, that is not a problem. So, you know, that I can definitely see where this could be taken further. I think Guilford County hopes that this is going to die down. Um, sensitivity training from my understanding is supposed to, they're going to have this for the, uh, rest of the um, schools here in Guilford County. I also saw something on the news too, where they had brought a bunch of people together where they were talking about um, school safety as well on top of that. Um, and these people were from all over the state and um, they all met and they were just, you know, because there's been so many school shootings. So they were talking about it and I don't know, one guy was like, uh, you know, we'd be more, you know, much more safe if, you know, if, if teachers were able to carry guns in the classroom, you know, that was one opinion. Another opinion where there was this black guy who basically said, you know, in order for us to understand this, we have to talk about the elephant in the room. I'm like, here we go. What he about to say? And he said the elephant in the room was that 70% of the shootings that occur in these schools are done by white males, you know? So, I was like, ooh, I wonder how that went over <laughs> at the meeting when he just, you know, spit that number out. But they interviewed him afterwards, and he said that's something that we have to talk about. Why are they, you know, why are they feeling that they need to shoot up schools? Are they being bullied? Is there something wrong at home? Um, is it a mental, you know, is there a mental illness? What is the problem? So I just find it interesting that we're in an age where they are, you know, openly talking about allowing teachers to carry uh, weapons in the classroom. You know, did one you, you ever think that you 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 hear that ever? No, but if you do research, mm -hmm. you'll see that in the '80s, school shootings were worse than they were now. Mm, okay. Don't make sense. Don't sound right. Right. If you do the research on that, you see that back in the '80s, the school shootings were likely more to occur then than they do now. Wow. It's just that we live in this information age that everything is blurted out, and so you have this these people with these agendas that want to focus on this mm -hmm. when it's kind of dying down. So. Okay. I think, I think that's the like answer. Said, take my word for it. Just, just, just look it up. I think, I think that's the answer for a lot of kids. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those, it's the copycat syndrome. I like to call it. And the copycat, yeah. the copycat syndrome is I'm getting picked on in school. I'm telling teachers, I'm telling uh, administration, nobody's helping me. Nobody's doing anything. You know, my mom is working all the time. I'm at home by myself. I don't have any friends. Nobody cares about me. Right now, what's the answer? I'm gonna shoot up the school, right? Because guns are. You have to understand that, that schools are soft targets. Mm -hmm. So if I want to kill somebody, where I'm going to go? Mm -hmm. A place that I'm not going to be restricted from killing anybody. That's right. That's why I do not go to churches that put up signs, "No weapons allowed." Mm -hmm. That ain't the church for me. Because mm -hmm. um, you're saying yourself that anybody can walk in there with a gun. Because the only people that are going to abide by the signs are the people that are law-abiding. If a criminal wants to come to a church. Is that sign is going to say, ooh, I can't go in there. That's right. That ain't going to happen. Well, I'll tell you something interesting. And um, um, one of my friends on social media had uh, brought this up. Um, it was, uh, I guess it was right before church had started, but they said that uh, a young man had walked into the church and he had a backpack. And they, you know how you're sort of like sitting around in the pews, but, you know, church hasn't started yet. And so someone had, you know, they were talking, they were, you know, amongst themselves, they were talking and the young man walked in with a backpack and, you know, she said that basically my immediate thought was, who is this person? Why is he in here? What is he going to do? You know what I mean? Uh -huh. 
just because of what has happened, you know, you see somebody that you feel that you're not used to, you know, out of place, someone that's out of place, and you see right. a backpack, and you're immediately now. What he wanted to do was he was passing out flyers for an event that was occurring in a, a couple of neighborhoods, but it's a shame that you know with everything that has happened, that that is the thought process, and that's what people start. You know, people are thinking it's no different than when you get on the plane, and you have someone that looks like maybe you know, you know that they're uh, uh, of Iraqi descent or something like that, and you're like, oh, you know, what's happening here? Stereo, stereotype, right? Or how people feel about black people. You know, you get in the elevator, the, the, the white lady's clutching her purse maybe, or, you know, something like that. It's becoming so bad, like you don't know who's doing what. You don't know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? So, I don't know, man. I just think that the school, if that's what they gave those young men, there should have been something else that should have been done. There should have been all kind of uh, statements made by the school, you know, saying what their plan was to handle the situation and how they wouldn't. There should be a zero tolerance for it, period, you know. And they said that, but it was uh, like a little song and dance because, you know, they couldn't sweep that under the rug because it's on social media. But like I said, I know how we would have handled it. We wouldn't have worried about it. Uh, (laughs) We would have found out where he was at. We would have found out where them boys were. What time they go where where we would have snatched them up, they would have caught the beat down, and then we would have ran off, and that would have been it. And uh, that's the old way of doing it. But you know, you 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 know, they don't even no no kids fight anymore. You got to worry about a kid bringing a gun, you know. So you know, it's it's crazy, man. I don't know, it's crazy. But we're coming up on our time. Um, we had a great discussion around a number of different things, and. Um, we want to make sure that you guys check out all the episodes of the podcast. We want to thank Madame for coming on. She's thank I don't, you. I don't I don't know what I don't know what she's doing, Juan, but she's doing something. She in and out the car. <laughs> she got us on speakerphone. I'm, you know, I, I hope I hope I wasn't too loud. I've been putting it on mute so <laughs> that you wouldn't hear anything. Hopefully, it's fine and it's fine. We appreciate you uh, giving us some of your time out of your busy day today to come on. And then, uh, no yeah, and, and Juan, man, uh, make sure um, that, uh, I don't know, Juan, do you want to give out your uh, your Instagram and all that good stuff? Sure. Look at Juan. Uh. <laughs> Y'all send all that mean stuff to Juan now. I don't I don't need any more of the mean stuff. Like, if, hey, if Juan said something, I, I usually send the message to Juan. People sending me stuff. Y'all can send it to Juan when he gives out his Instagram. Instagram. Uh, LJN1477 at Instagram. At Instagram. There you go. And Madame, how about your handles? They can get, find you, yes, get a hold of you. Actually, so being a solo artist now, um, it was Madame Firm, um, but on Instagram, we'll just stay there for now. Uh-huh. It's actually Madame's Music is the handle um even if you type up madam i should pop up as well so i'm so happy that was available like <laughs> so excited i'm sorry name. wouldn't it was just madam like available yeah yeah there you go <laughs> so if you guys yeah so madam music you guys into music into poetry into artistry make sure you reach out to her and uh check her out i'm, I'm pretty sure you're gonna have some tracks and some stuff in there um in there for them um, 
And then uh, you can reach me at Frank underscore Styles. You can leave, now that Juan has given his out, you guys can leave him messages and talk trash to him. You don't have to talk trash to me, and I have to relay it to him. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Twitter handle is FrankStyles1, and that's Styles, S-T-Y-L-Z. And this has been the Let's Be Honest podcast, episode 18. I haven't come up with a title for it yet, but you'll see it when I drop it out there. And then uh, we'll be talking with you guys soon.